Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to uh, a green room that I am very, very, very excited about. I've been trying to get uh, our next guest on for a little while and she has just refused me year after year after year. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we, we've been trying to make this happen for a long time uh, locally here in studio. Uh, but now during quarantine, as we're doing these remote shoots, uh, I reached out to my good friend, uh, Jamie Cross, and we made time. And I am so, so, so excited. So welcome, everybody, to the uh, Iris Global Green Room Quarantine Edition. I, I got to shorten that. That's just way too long. Uh, <laughs> but we have today a really special guest, um, my friend Jamie Cross, uh, some of you, uh, probably in, in the business world, uh, maybe have, have seen her. She is an itinerant speaker, uh, motivational speaker. Uh, she's also an, a mom, an amazing wife and, uh, and is the CEO or president, 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 CEO, CEO slash founder, <laughs> slash president, slash extraordinaire of MIG soaps. And uh, which I am a adamant user of, and uh, it's really, really, really great to have you on, Jamie. How are you doing? Thanks, Will. Yeah. I'm great. Yeah. So great to be here. Yeah. I thought it was actually you. I was like Phil or Will. You can call me Phil. It works. <laughs> what just happened? No, it's like, good. Go. Let me on your podcast, and for years and years, you were like, "Well, we'll see. If we can make it happen." Finally, I'm here. I think it's, to be honest, I think it's been maybe about a year, year and a half, but uh, it feels like years. Uh, I've really wanted to get you on. First of all, people complain uh, to me that I don't have enough women on my podcast, and uh, <laughs> you're definitely not on because of that, uh, but as the list of, of ladies that I would love to uh, interview, you're definitely high on that list, so I'm, I'm just excited we can make this happen. And uh, yeah, so so for those of you who don't know, um, you are, you started MIG soap years ago. I'd love to hear a little bit about your story. Uh, mm -hmm. but more than just being a CEO, you love the Lord. You're very open as far as your organization, your company, all of your social media, you're very open to, to letting the world know that you are a faith-based organization. And, and well, I don't know if I put it that way. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, uh, <laughs> MIG is made in God. Made it's mighty in God, but yeah. that's more of like the internal. It's really mighty and good mm -hmm. brand, but we operate based on mighty and God. I love that. I love that. And uh, so, yeah, give us some background. How did you go from being worship leader in a church in Colorado to being this super, yeah, crazy entrepreneur? lady that runs around uh, all over the place encouraging <laughs> businesses. Like, what's your story? Yes. So, you know, um, and I think that this is where maybe the body of Christ has gotten it wrong in the past is that we think that, okay, ministry and business are separate. Or if I'm doing business, I can't be in ministry. Or if I'm in ministry, I can't be a profitable business owner. And I'm like, you can have it all. And I kind of want to flip the switch a little bit and flip the lid on some of the scriptures that I think a lot of the body of Christ is misconstrued. Um, but I was actually, I came out of corporate banking more than 10 years ago. And, um, and I was in worship and I was doing worship leading and my husband and I were full-time ministry. And, um, 
I found myself in that place that I know that so many mothers find themselves where I was like, I'd given up this huge salary to come home to be a stay at home mom. And there was this part of me that was so um, desperate to do more. And I think that there's like this guilt thing in society of like, oh, you're a wife and a mom and you're doing all these other things. You must not, you know, <laughs> I don't know, like it's just this weird thing. And But I was starving to do this thing that I had in my heart. And I didn't even know exactly what it was, but I just know I was supposed to build something. And, um, and I think there are people that have specific like economic giftings to be provisionaries and oftentimes in society we think it should be the husband's job or the man's job to provide and I'm like no the Lord is our provider and he will bless the work of our hands you know and in Proverbs 31 we see where she was out there buying and selling fields and making a profit and taking care of her household and so I feel that there's so much freedom for us as human beings whether you're a man or a woman to really step fully into the calling and to what you feel that God is calling you to do and it doesn't really matter what it looks like or what anybody says but so I um I went to bed one night bawling my eyes out we were I was getting calls from the utility companies Nathan was full-time teaching and coaching and doing all the side landscape jobs and we still were not paying our bills and I'm just like this is not my life yeah <laughs> you know? like we you know, you grow up your whole life dreaming about what the future is going to look like. And you dream about all these things that you're going to do. And then you get into real adulthood and it's like, man, I can't pay my utility bill. Yeah. How am I going to change the world if I can't buy groceries, you know? And so I went to bed bawling my eyes out, um, just all the stress and knowing that there was more, but not really understanding like, what, are, what am I supposed to do with all this pain and feelings of purpose? And so I asked God went to bed and I just said, God, show me a billion dollar idea <laughs> so that I could change the world and leave a legacy for my family. And I went to church that Sunday and our pastor stopped the sermon and comes to the edge of the stage. And he said, this has never happened to me before, but God just spoke to my heart and said that there's a stay at home mom here who he wants to give a billion dollar idea to. So get ready for it. Wow. <laughs> and I'll get emotional telling the story. Ten, it's been almost 10 years since that time. We've been in business for almost 10 years now, but I almost like threw my baby over to the person sitting next to me <laughs> sitting in church, you know, like, God, it's me. Just whatever you give me, I'll be faithful with it. And, um, and from there on, you know, it was like I had a dream and I saw myself pouring these oils and I saw MIG in the dream and it was like a blueprint. And I woke up and told Nathan, I'm going to start a skincare company. And I didn't know how to formulate. I had failed chemistry in high school. It was like D minus <laughs> student, you know. Um, and I studied like nobody's business, chemistry, naturopathic medicine, and um, formulated our first product a year later after studying on my own. And, and then developed business acumen. And um, I think people think that you like – you're a born leader or you're a born entrepreneur or you know how to do things or it starts at the stage or with all this money in your bank account. But the truth of it is, is you start with the little things and God, as you are faithful with the little things, you, he can entrust you with more. And yeah. for me, it was a bar of soap. <laughs> I love that. Jamie, you, you have some amazing microphones. I'm picking up some voices in the background pretty heavily. Is that... Uh -oh. Is that okay, this is on my team? We don't have a door on our studio. No problem. In no. the shop making product. Oh, I love that. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah. I, awesome. 
Lucy's gonna tell him to pipe down. No, it's a, it's it's okay. I just want to make sure that we get to hear everything that you're saying. What was your first product you made when you were like, you know, sitting in your kitchen blending herbs and spices and liniments or whatever you do? Uh, <laughs> what was your first product you came up with? It was a spearmint oatmeal bar of soap. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I I cured it, chopped it up, sent it off to my friends, and was getting phone calls like, man, this is the best bar of soap I've ever used in my life. And I'm like, darn straight. <laughs> the last year of my life, totally just pouring myself into that thing and um, and hit the streets, literally. Once I had my product, my one bar of soap, I made more of that same product and um, started walking up and down the streets of Denver and Colorado Springs, just talking to owners and buyers and making sales and my mom would pick me and my, at that point, two babies up and they'd be in the back of the car and she'd drive for eight hours a day, just following me so I could build, you know? Yeah. And I think that's the only thing that really ever stops people is a lack of hunger and a lack of, I mean, I'm like, let pain drive you. Don't let any obstacle stop you. We live in America, for goodness sake. Anybody that wants something, you can go after it and get it, you know? Wow. So I, you know, we met at a hundred X conference with Pedro Adao. And to be honest, I did not have a high value for businesses. And, and, and and let me, let me explain that. Like my mom, my mom's been a stay at home mom. My dad's started his own business carpentry. So I, I understood that it was a thing. Like you have to have a job, you have to make money. But when I got saved, touched and filled with the Holy Spirit for me, the only response, and this is me speaking, the only response to being spirit-filled in love with Jesus is to give your life away and go, uh, you know, empty out everything that you have and and go to the nations. And for years, I I really I really was like anybody that was in business or not, I was like, you got to go and give your life away. You got to go and give your life away. I never <laughs> saw I never saw the the bridge between. Jesus calling me to be full-time missions, full-time minister, and Jesus calling people to be full-time in business until I started meeting business people that were hearing the Lord so clearly and yeah. and going and serving and then and then as I've as I've uh stepped into, you know, Iris and different roles, I I realized that most of the people, most believers, most people, most believers are building businesses in one form or another. They're the ones that are supporting the works that we do around the world. It's not just everybody is living, you know, by faith where they sell everything, give it all away. Um, I, and, and it's been, it's been a journey, at least for me. And, and 100 X has actually really changed my perspective. It, I mean, it was already shifting, but it kind of fast forwarded me on that track where I got to be in these gatherings of spirit filled, entrepreneurs who are like, we want it all. We want all of Jesus and we want our businesses to just crush it so that we can go and and serve and give and and provide for our families and and watch the advancing of the gospel go around the world. And my my whole mindset has shifted massively in the last few years. How was it making that transition from you know worship leader where where you were, you know, giving yourself to the Lord and and it sometimes I feel like the church puts a higher value on that. And 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 going full-time in entrepreneurial uh in yeah. entrepreneurship. Yeah, so I was a worship leader when I asked God for the dream. Part of it was because 
I knew that what I was doing within the four wall church was only a part of my story, you know? And so it wasn't, it, it, and we didn't transition out until like years into entrepreneurship. But, um, and even now our business is our ministry, but we have a home church and we do, we do gathering and we do all kinds of great things. But I, I, I think we live in, Nathan and I, we live in this immersed life now where it's like we have employees and I have this goal to be the largest employer in all of Colorado. Like our employers, <laughs> our employees are our ministry. And then we have these ambassadors now and they're there. We pour our lives into them. And I'm like, man, when I do a live now, we have three to 600 people show up. I'm like, wow. that's a, a mini little church, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And um, I'm not always overtly talking about because we're not an overtly Christian or faith-based company. Right. But as an entrepreneur, as an owner, I am very open about my faith, and um, and I always think, man, the blessing of the Lord is on this business, and I would never want to compromise that by being ashamed of what He's done for me, yeah, and not proclaiming His goodness, and so. Um, and we have a lot of people from a lot of different walks of life coming into our, our business and because they feel at home and, um, and that's what you want, you know, it's like, they don't even know it, but they're being touched, you know? Right. Well, it's evident in what you do and how you communicate with people. I've watched some of your, some of your things. Actually this morning I watched a video, uh, that you put out on your YouTube channel of you and your husband and the, I think it was the letter that he left you in Proverbs Um, and I loved it. And like, and so, you know, you're bringing people through Greek, you know, or Hebrew and you're bringing people into your marriage, your relationship. The reality is that ministers to people and whether they're, whether they've fallen in love with your product, you are putting yourself out there, your faith in your walk and in your marriage. And, and that's what people need. And I, and I know that people always look for the real, they always look for the genuine and the authentic. And always since, since I met you, I found that. That that is very forward. I, I found that in, in how you relate to people, but I also see that in your in your company. You're very much, um, and this is this is just what I've seen from the outside. You're very much like principle based. Like, okay, this is who we are. This is what we do, and we do it with excellence. And and people seem to not just. Of course, they're not. They're they're buying your product, which is excellent. I have some right here, which I'll show in a minute. And I know you got. I see some over there in the side. Um, but but they 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 also buy buy are buying your story and that sense of community. So in the ten years, what was what were the major kind of like shifts where where you felt like the Lord you gave him your one bar of soap, your loaves and fishes. And he was like, I'm going to multiply this. Was there a key in there? Cause there's a lot of people watching. They've started businesses. Like I look at my father who started a business and supported his family, but never took it big. I don't know if he had that desire to, but he certainly had the skill set, had the heart, had the, had the humility, but never had that, that gear to kick it into high gear and what, what, like what you said, like, I'm willing to do anything, like suffer. It doesn't matter. Where, where, where was that point in your life where there was that switch? Oh, yeah. So here's the thing, too. Um, the Bible talks about line upon line and precept upon precept. And I think that in anything in life, that's where so many people get it wrong is they try to start where they are 
And they're like, well, everybody's doing it that way and they've got all the success. So I need to jump like eight steps Mm -hmm. and, um, there's no shortcut to success and there's no secret. It's just being dedicated and diligent and being willing to learn and fail and course correct. And so, I mean, when I started, it was like, how do I make a bar of soap? Okay. I made a bar of soap and I made a really good bar of soap. Who was it that said if, um, you know, if a shoemaker, the best way he could proclaim Jesus is not by putting little crosses on his shoes. It's by oh, making no. a really good pair of shoes, you know? And so I made a, I made the best bar of soap in the world. Really. It is the best. I agree, by the <laughs> I way. <play> around. <laughs> so, um, so I did that and then it was like, okay, well, how am I going to sell this bar of soap? And then you go out and sell and then you find out, oh man, some people want it like this and some people want it like that. And then some people want more of this other kind of product. And so you, you think, okay, so then I did farmer's markets for four years and that's where I was getting all this direct feedback. And I was immersed in, um, in my market, you know, in my avatar. And I was getting feedback like, it's to this. It's not enough that I want it more like this. I have this problem. Can you fix this problem for me? And I'm like, all an entrepreneur is, is a problem solver and we're meeting needs. That's what sales is. You know, it's like, what's the need? How can I meet that need really well and do it better or different than everyone else? And then make a lot of money doing it, you know? (laughs) So like anybody like, any religious spirit here, like it's going to maybe be rubbed the wrong way. <laughs> no, that's okay. And I'll tell you why, Jamie, number one, um, people watch this because they trust, they trust, uh, me and they trust Iris and I don't bring anyone on that. I don't have relationship with and don't fully, fully get their heart. So I wouldn't have you on if I thought you had an ulterior motive or <laughs> we're, we're going to spout something horrendous. The reality is most of the people watching this, they're at home. They have a business. They're plugging away. There are a a chunk of people that are watching this that are either on the field, but all the principles that you're saying are the same, right? Where, where, where at least in a missions movement, they're, they're giving themselves a hundred percent. They don't care the cost. Like one of our, one of our core values at Iris is, is that we will suffer if necessary, right? Like we don't care. Like our, our lives are going after a thing. So even as I hear you saying that it's like yeah it's the same drive it's the same passion uh, but what i love what i love about what what you bring and what i've heard at least at the you know being around pedro is that it, there is a place for that being being spirit filled in love with jesus and doing everything with excellence giving it to him and uh i i i just find it i find it absolutely fascinating even on our conversations when i when we call and chat uh, over the years you, you've you've been like Will's go do something like you got this and you just start something and I I have to say your your um your hunger for entrepreneurship is contagious I've I've even been like ooh maybe I should maybe I should do this maybe I should do that I don't have that bone in my body yet uh, that that is as driven when it comes to uh, business I feel that same passion for the Lord and I love that anyone that's doing something with excellence giving their all I think is a beautiful testimony unto the Lord. And you definitely carry that. I I wanted to pick your brain for a second. You know, we're in this whole COVID thing and I'm sure you're talking to a lot of business people. I'm not. I, I, the first few weeks I started calling some of our donors that are close friends. How are you? What's going on? And I heard everything from, uh, good friends of mine, you know, CEOs that have, have lost their jobs to, 
to, I was just driving over here. I was on the phone with a businessman and he's like, we've done nothing but excel in this season. As, as there are entrepreneurs that, that are watching this, um, that are scared, maybe they're, they're, they're losing their, their finance or like, what, what would you speak to them right now? You know, in the middle of this. Totally. Well, that's a really great question. And I think anybody who's running a business, maybe people who have been around for a while, they know that entrepreneurship is a dynamic process. You don't get to like turn your ads on or make your product and sit back and like collect. It's not an ATM machine. There's always problems to be solved. And so when everything happened, our ads started to like tank. Everything was like crashing. And we were like, okay, I mean, our marketing team got together and we said, how are we going to pivot here? And so we we figured out what's the what's the big need. Oh, we gotta tell them that they need to. I'm You're sorry, fi- it's fine. You're good. Loud. Um, you sometimes what? I have people get into fist fights outside of our studio, so it's good. We're we're good. You might hear a train horn too. It's it's all good. <laughs> um, we had to fa- see. Okay, what what product in our repertoire can really solve problems in this current situation that the world is facing. So I, Lucy and I, we got our, we flipped on the camera and I just started riffing tons of videos and ads and why, you know, one of them, I did this whole five minute perfect webinar three years ago and it, that's what really kind of broke through for our digital marketing. And so I pivoted with our, our webinar and I was like, did you know that the most powerful way to eliminate germs does not come from hand sanitizer? And everybody's using hand sanitizer. So they're like, oh my goodness, if it's not that, what is it? And all of a sudden it's like, I've got them hooked into this better opportunity, this new opportunity to like fix the problem that they're trying to solve. And then everybody's washing their hands a hundred times and their knuckles and their hands are bleeding. And so I'm like, we have this product that is going to fix that problem for you. And so we had our record breaking month. We've never done that much in a month in the, in the history of MIG. And so we literally went from crash and burning to like, um, we couldn't make our soap fast enough. Um, and that's just the dynamic process. And, um, you had asked me earlier about like, what was it like to, where was that turning point? Where were some of the keys? And I've heard people say like, well, my product's not selling. And I'm like, man, well, either, either have the wrong product or the wrong story. You know, you constantly have to be asking the question, you know, what do people need? And the person who's the best storyteller sells the product the most. So it's not enough to have the best product on the market. You got to know how to go out there and sell it. And, um, and that takes craftsmanship. And when I was at the farmer's markets, I went back to the drawing board with my formulations. Like Nathan would come home and we would feed the kids and we put them to bed and my day would start. And I'd go and be like reformulating products. And then I'd go stand out, you know, days and days and days at these markets and listen to people and get their feedback and then like work on my pitch. And sometimes when I first started, people would walk by my table and laugh at me. Cause I'd be like, Hey, do you want to, I'd have a lame pitch. Like you want to try a lotion bar? And they'd be like, you know, no. <laughs> and um, some people were kind of mean, you know, and I had to get really creative. And so finally, you know, I'm p- trying this pitch and I'm trying that pitch. And finally I'm like, Hey, do you want to be certified manly? And they're like certified manly. You know, everybody around Colorado is walking around with beards. <laughs> so I'm like, I have this man face or I, ha- I already have beard oil. And I'm like, well, this is actually a pre-shave aftershave and a beard oil. And it's going to last longer. It's a three in one. And they're like, okay, I'll take five. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's got smooch factor. And so you have to like 
You have to be, um, I tell our ambassadors all the time, if you focus on anything for the next three years as a business owner, the one thing you need to focus on is becoming an expert salesperson. Because if you don't, if you, you you could have the best product in the world. And if you don't know how to go out and represent it and tell a good story, then you're kind of, you're, you're missing out on everybody else. That's really good at that part. And so that's really how you give yourself a cutting edge is be a good storyteller and know how to go out and sell your product and have a really good product that solves a problem. Yeah. (laughs) So when, with your walk with the Lord in all of this, do you, do you find that when you reach these points of, of growth or these points of, you know, it's either you're going to grow or you're going to close the doors. Do you, do you hear his voice? Does, do you, do you, uh, I know for me in my life, I seem to stumble into his voice. You know, I seem to stumble into it, but like how, how has your relationship with the Lord, uh, I, I know I know that God called me to be an itinerant, right? Like I know that it's not a it's not up for for debate anymore. I know that God's called me to to be a minister. So in that, it doesn't really matter what's going on. I, I already know I have a green light from the Lord. It's just navigating His voice. Do you, what? How do you hear Him? How have you felt the hand of the Lord on your business? Where where it's like, okay, do this, don't do that, shift, move, pivot, like you said. Yeah. Well, I was, I remember growing up, my dad was very, like, he was the, you know, the prophet in our church. He was operating prophetically and he would wake up really early. He was an entrepreneur and I could hear him from the top of the stairs talking out loud. And he was always talking to the Lord, like as if he was sitting next to a friend. And I remember being, I got saved when I was five and asking my dad very early, how do you hear God's voice? And he said, just like any other thing you practice. Mm. And so at a very young age, I hungered to be in that kind of a relationship with the Lord. And now it's like, it's as easy for me to recognize him as it is if you walked in the room or, you know, if I'm, my kids come in and, um, I have practiced hearing and responding to him. And there's so many, um, seasons that you go through in life. I mean, business, ministry, family, there's moments of despair. And I mean, look at what David went through, you know? There's moments of just major valleys and disappointments and um, people stuff and all the ooey gooey. Like, you know, the Bible says that without oxen, the troughs are clean, but with comes great gain. And so it's like, man, there's so many things to figure out. But in it all, when you have that true north and I always sometimes you get so busy working that you forget to turn in. And I've done that before, but I. 100% 100% of the time I draw near to the Lord, he draws near back and he will, he will send friends. He'll be like, Jamie, I had this verse for you. And I'm like, okay, I'm reminded again that I'm living according to his purpose and his will for my life. And, um, or he'll speak to me and I just am comforted or corrected. I remember hearing there's a, um, a ministry in Africa and I think they run the largest ministry in the world now. Um, and he said, in my relationship with the Lord, he's corrected more than like uh, 90% of the time, you know? And so, but it's the chastisement of the Lord that brings peace and and um, safety. And so I'm always adhering. And I, I tell people this, I'm like, man, if you're, if you're not getting what you want out of life, then take time to, to analyze. And like David said, search my heart, oh God, yeah. you know, tell me where I'm off here. And, um, and that's how you grow, you know, and that's how you learn is you, 
you recognize where there's, you know, and there's, there's been so many opportunities in my walk as a business owner. I mean, motherhood, being a wife, all of it, where I'm like, there's no way I could possibly ever do that. Yeah. And you either say yes or you stay the same. And then as soon as you say yes, God gives you grace and capacity to expand in ways you never thought possible. Like I've heard you say, um, I'm this and not that. And I'm like, man, but if you said yes, you have no idea what could potentially happen for you. <laughs> you know? Are you calling me out on my own podcast, Jamie? I love it. Yes. <laughs> I, and I, this is something like, this is something that I love about kind of being around the, the, the hundred X crowd and just the, and it's not just hundred X. It's just as it's expanded meeting some of you guys, I heard one of the most powerful messages at that conference. I think where I saw you, I forget her name. Please forgive me. She has curly uh, blonde hair and uh, man. Oh, for Allwood. Yes. I listened to her share at a business thing about business. One of the, most pure gospel messages mm. I have heard in a long time. And she had no fear of correcting people because it wasn't a church. It wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't, uh, you know, these rules and regulations. And, and she came in and she just called people out. And <laughs> in a way that I wish a lot of pastors and leaders could do, even that you're like, yeah, don't say no. You're saying no, Will. you know, like most, <laughs> most people wouldn't, wouldn't do that. But I, it's it's something that I've seen at least as I've been around some of these some some of you entrepreneurs that are like it, you just call it like it is. Your faith is not is not only uh, in in your church, right? So you just live your life this way, and, and I love that the message that uh, Miss Allwood, what's her first name again? Jennifer. Jennifer uh, Allwood yeah. said She's it was it was the most like humbling. Um, this is how you live your life. If you're not living your life like this, I don't, I don't know why you're, why you're like, I, I, I would have a hard time bringing that much of a corrective word. I, I love it. I, I just stink and love that. And I want people to hear, and I've had, um, David Wagner on the inventor of frog tape. He was on a, a podcast that I did before. Uh, you can see it on the green room where, uh, he took a $500 million company, turned it into a $4 billion company all by the voice of the Lord, invented things by the voice of the Lord. Like, I, I want some of our people watching this that that just go, man, I have to, I, all I have to do is move to Africa. And if that's what God's calling you to, do that. But there is an equal, equally passionate group of people following the voice of the Lord, hearing His words, and, and running with that same zeal that you see missionaries or some of our movement run in and, mm -hmm. and are accomplishing something great. And serving the church, serving the body in an equally beautiful way. And I want you guys to hear a little bit of Jamie's story and a little bit of this. And I wanted to encourage you that you that you might have some guilt that you're missing it, but God might have something different for you that is equally powerful and will equally impact and equally bring people in. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I I just I absolutely love that. Is there anything else you want to correct me on, Jamie? Go for it. <laughs> no. Please, no. Oh, I'm like, man, I just see gifts and I'm like, man, you got to everybody. You have to step into those things that seem so foreign. I always think like Moses, man, what did he do? He took all these people who had been in slavery across the desert into this, you know, and I, I see every great hero of the Bible struggling at some point where they're like, God, I think you got the wrong guy, mm. you know, 
I don't think that's me. Like, I can't do this. I'm not that person. And sure enough, it's by it's by his grace. You know, people think that grace is this covering over, but I'm like, that's mercy. Grace is truly when you step in and you say yes, and God says, I am going to expand you and increase you. And that's what I've seen in our business as and it's been nine and a half years. It took us it took us six and a half years of steady, consistent dedication without seeing a harvest. Mm. Nothing like real. And it was like, you know, six and a half year overnight job. We went from that to like zero to many, you know, I mean, just crazy. But um, but it's always, I can't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> no, it was, it was a great point because, and I want you guys to listen to this. What you're hearing is the same thing that I would tell missionaries, right? Like, yeah, you might have to plow for a long time before you see that breakthrough. Is God calling you to this and run and plow and give him 110% anything less and you're missing what he has for you. Like I, I, in everything you're saying, yours is in the realm of business. I, I say the exact same thing to our team. Um, and, and I, yeah, I just, I, I love it. I, I, we should, I want to have you at one of our conferences one time. It'd be <laughs> yeah. great. It'd be so great. What's what, um, what do you feel like? Do you feel like the Lord's speaking anything to you in this season? I know you mentioned, um, you know, you got to pivot, but do you feel like personally he's speaking anything to you in this, in this season? Yes. Um, so I'm in this season right now of a whole new world of um, people. And there's been times when I'm like, um, maybe you picked the wrong person. And, and God's like, I have equipped you everything, all the things that were so challenging when you learned how not to lead. And when you learned and you, you were heartbroken and all the things like, was tilling the soil so that now I'm like, okay, I know I have the capacity, but man, it's a, it's a season of stretching and tapping into things that I, um, just like, I need the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that. Did you ever think you would be, uh, uh, a speaker like traveling around? Is that something that was on your vision board? Uh, cause, cause you actually, you, you started the business, but I met you, you were traveling around speaking. And a lot of what I see, uh, is you're getting out there spreading a message as well. When, when did that shift from going mom, wife, you know, bit now running a business, now I'm traveling, running a business, doing all that. When, when did that shift take place in your life? Yeah. Um, well, that's it. That's the really cool things the Bible talks about how see a man who is diligent in his ways and he will stand before kings and not mere men. And it's it's the Lord's desire to, to elevate man. It's, you know, let the Lord let let those people see your good work so that your father in heaven can be glorified, you know, and he wants to amplify people. We don't lack humility by being amplified when God does it, you know, and um. And as my business was becoming successful, it's like, man, there's an opportunity to share a message with the world that I know. But to answer your question, I um, failed speech class in high school. (laughs) Chemistry (laughs) and speech class. (laughs) As a matter of fact, you would automatically fail if you skipped class during speech day. And I skipped class and my dad would come in and be like, so she skipped class. Give her another chance. (laughs) But I... um, 
when I got tapped on the shoulder when when Russell Brunson said, "Hey, will you come and speak at Funnel Hacker Live?" and it took me nine months to prepare for that message, and um, to get my like head wrapped around that I could do this. Yeah. And um, and it didn't like I wasn't like I'm going to be a speaker one day. Now I thought it was ten plus years ago. We were in a prayer meeting and everybody was having these prophetic words and seeing these visions of this epicenter. And I always thought my stage would be for worship, but it, like I'm I'm doing that in front of like ten people now, <laughs> you know, leading worship yeah. at home. And um, so it was never something that I craved or, or, or thought I would be doing. But now that it's here, I'm like, well, it, make, it makes sense. You know, all the stuff that I did on stage as a worship leader is I know how to calm my nerves. Right. You know, do so, those kinds of things. So he set you up for this. And what do you what do you enjoy more? Do you do you, do you enjoy the, the CEO role or do you enjoy the the travel speaking role or do you just look at it as all the same? I love to, here's what I love. It's not necessarily like speaking. I love what happens when this message that's in my spirit is released and it changes people's lives. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like there's such a message right now. I believe that the greatest awakening and the greatest revival that is going to happen is going to come from the entrepreneurial world, the church has been longing for it and craving it, but there's going to come a time when people are coming to business meetings and there's, they're going to meet Jesus. Cause there's so many entrepreneurs who are awakening to their calling and their believers. And I'm like, that's what I'm excited about is seeing the hand of God touch people in ways that they didn't think that they didn't come for, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I agree. Uh, one of the, you know, as I got connected with Pedro, he started bringing me into these things, and I, I didn't know what what it was. I just say yes to invitations, and I went and and I went. I I, I end up going the final day of the of the event. Normally, I'm one of the last speakers, and I think I think actually Pedro shuts down the meeting. Like, okay, this event is over. If you want to stay and hear this guy, uh, it's but our our thing's done. And I found more hunger. And it shocked me, and it and it did. Even my my intern that was traveling me, he was like, "Why are you doing this thing?" And even there, even being at, you know for the day that we were there, he's like, "This is not like what you do." But I found more hunger in those in those guys, more mm-hmm. passion, and and like what you said, uh, like we saw people come to the Lord. I, I I'll never forget. I think it was at the event where I met you in Texas. I I started just prophesying over people. There was a gentleman on the front row and, and I just started prophesying over him. He's weeping. And I, me with my half a cat's brain, you know, like I just, I'm in ministry mode. I'm just like, Oh, everybody here loves Jesus. Why you wouldn't be here? No, he's an unbeliever. Fred brought him. He's never had anything like that happen to him. Somebody had to tap me on the shoulder and be like, he's not saved. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, do you want to, you know, and with tears down his face, gave his life to the Lord. Oh uh, my gosh. I, I I love that and and you know it, yeah I just I agree I think that at least some of the some of the most powerful meetings that I had last year were at these business meetings and uh, what I tell Pedro uh, off the off the camera you know when no one else is around is like what I, what I love is that I don't have to play by the rules of church this is oh. a business gathering and yes. so and so people are free. They're 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 free, and we go after deliverance. We go after. I see people set free. 
we go after all of it. Depression. I went after suicide. The last one. So many people came forward, got set free. Mm-hmm. And, and I found this body so hungry. And I'm sure you're seeing the same thing uh, mm-hmm. as you go out and, and travel. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let me see. We've we I can keep talking to you. I've, I've I feel like I'm I'm I've used up all of the time that I requested. But before, are you I'm sure good. you okay? Yeah. I see some lavender and Pinteresty type things in the background. Everything yeah. you do looks like a Pinterest, uh, you know, top tier uh, yes. thing. We have our amazing Lucy um, marketing branding director video extraordinaire to thank for that. (laughs) So you, you, most everything you do is all natural. I wanted to, uh, just put you, I I need your honest opinion. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So you've inspired me more ways than one, uh, for mother's day, which is just a few days ago. I made my wife, uh, a salt scrub. (gasps) That's amazing. Well, I, I don't know. It burns, but, uh, I'm sure I, (laughs) I'm pretty, I thought Clorox bleach was one of the, you know, additives. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. Um, so I, I made that for my wife and purely, uh, after watching, watching your stuff, um, <laughs> you put Clorox in everything, right? <laughs> yeah, no. oh, okay. Uh, but I even sprinkled lavender. I went to my garden. I got some lavender. Boom. Oh did gosh. that. But my first try was, um, was this. And so, uh, I, I wanted to add honey. But honey doesn't add in; it just separated. So I got like a line of honey down here. You need an emulsifier. I don't know what that is. So you have it; it's your beeswax. Why? Well, it's in here. It's in there. Oh, because yeah. So you have honey or beeswax? So I put uh, shea butter, which I didn't know anything about. I thought <laughs> it was like butter your toast, but it's not. Don't don't eat it on toast. <laughs> uh, I put, uh, what else did I put in here? Uh, I think I had some coconut oil. Uh-huh. I chucked some of that in there. Yeah. Um, oil. oil. Okay. S- some of my beeswax and okay. I put some honey in there, but the honey decided it didn't want to. Did separate. you whip it? Like with the, like, I don't remember. Sure. Okay. If you take one of those little hand blender things uh-huh. and let it, let the beeswax when it's warm with the oils and the honey, it will emulsify. It okay. will. It will um, bond. I like that, but it has a good consistency. I feel. I don't know. Yeah. I don't and know it, what I'm doing. It's pretty cool. So she could like honey is so good for your skin. I'm so impressed, and that was so thoughtful of you. I'm I'm pretty thoughtful most days. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So listen, I wanted to just take a minute. Listen, this isn't an ad, uh, and 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 you guys know you've been watching Green Room. I don't bring anyone on that's not either a friend or. Uh, somebody I find fascinating. We don't sell anything, but uh, I just I love your stuff so much. I only bought brought the stuff that I that I had. Most of it's gone. Um, uh, but uh, some of these things. The, so you got uh, I got your I got your breathe bomb, which I use. I got your muscle bomb, which I use. Your sleep bomb. Haven't used that. I should probably start using that. And then one of the things that we mm-hmm. use all the time and and uh, is your is your lotion stick. But the stuff that I've run out of is like your beard oil and the bars of soap. We just love it. Um, can you just take a second and uh, just, I see you got some stuff beside you. Can you just talk us through a little bit of your product? I know you said you do soaps, but yeah, talk yeah. us through a little bit of what, what you make. Yeah, well, we believe that what you wouldn't put in your mouth, you shouldn't put on your skin. So I'm like, if it's not edible, 
and pure because your skin is not wallpaper. It's a living, breathing, illuminatory organ. And so we, we want to um, nurture the body's healing process and with all of our products, home, health, and self. So we have amazing um, ritual cleansing bars. We've gotten away from the word soap because we're premium, you know, so that's a branding thing. Lotion bars and balms and um, we just launched into supplements. So now we have um, food-based collagen and supplements and nootropic and total body detox. So it's, it's so exciting. But I love it. All the good stuff. I love it. Um, we, there's a bunch of people, I don't want to name names, but there's a big, big name in the kind of natural doctory thing world. I don't want to name names. Uh, that, that also is, it runs, runs alongside of our ministry. Uh, oh. and, uh, I'll, I'll tell you off camera who it is, okay. but it seems like there's a, a huge desire for this. For me, I would put motor oil on my body. Uh, if I needed to, I don't understand it all. All I know is that uh, I've kicked uh, Old Spice to the curb, and uh, and I love using I love using your stuff. It's so great, um, Jamie. You know, uh, if people are interested, want to get in touch, you want to follow you, how do they do that? I would say the best way is we have the Her Effect podcast and the Her Effect YouTube channel. That's growing, so we're little seedling. You can find everything else that we're doing from those two places. The, I, I, I wanted to get into this for a second. Maybe I know I don't want to go too long, but I know that one of your messages is is really empowering women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've and I've I have the luxury. I have the joy of serving one of the most powerful ladies I know. Mm-hmm. That's my wife. And then secondly, Heidi Baker. Uh, <laughs> uh, and just talk to me about that. It's actually something that I haven't really I haven't gone down that path just because. Mm-hmm. I've always surrounded myself with really powerful, powerful women. It hasn't mm-hmm. been until recently that I've been hearing uh, the discussion and hearing some of the comments that some Christian yeah. leaders make, which are just insane. Um, my son actually asked me on Mother's Day, who's who's the person? If you wanted to meet one person, who would it be? And Heidi and I actually had a conversation about it, too. It's been in my mind. And and my father was sitting there. I said, I'd like to meet Mother Teresa. No, I'm sorry, not Mother Teresa, Mary, Mary Magdalene. You know, <laughs> like, what was she like at 14 mm-hmm. years old where oh, God wow. said, you, like, you are the one. You are so favored. What are you like? What? And I think a lot of mm-hmm. people, they miss it. They, they, they miss the point. They cling on to some verses uh, to justify their their hearts and they and they forget that Jesus first came to uh when he resurrected he revealed himself uh to his ladies and he came he came into this world uh mm-hmm. through a a highly favored 14 15 16 year old I, I don't know that I always want to know what she was like in order for God to look at the entire universe and say you're the one um, oh my God. But chat with me just really quickly about that, if you don't mind. Yeah. So it was 2015, and we were knee, like, well, like eyeball deep in ministry. Our business was farmer's market stage, and I just remember there was this sort of societal thing about, Jamie, your only role as wife and mother, and Nathan didn't believe that. I mean, and I'm not a feminist, by the way, but I just sat down one day and I said, God, show me, you show me your design for femininity. Show me the most powerful women in scripture. And he did. He showed me Mary, who was this quiet and gentle spirit who birthed a savior, and Esther, 
who was this royal woman who came from nothing and saved her nation. And if I have like 30 seconds to tell this story. Yeah, go so for it. Go for it. There is no time limit. I just want to honor okay. my commitment to you. Oh, yeah. No. So I always tell this story because it's this hidden little nugget in scripture. I mean, and then there was Deborah, too. So we, she was a judge and a prophetess and army and all this crazy stuff. Like there's so many amazing stories of women. And, um, and there's one story that's so cool. David is like, Hey, captain of my army, I need you. There's this bad guy that's trying to take us down. So I need you to go get this bad guy. And so the captain of the army goes and grabs the whole army. And he's like, Hey, we're going to go find this bad guy and, you know, save King David and his kingdom. And, so they were going from city to city where like, of course, back then it was all fortressed by walls. And so they came to one city and there was this, they, it said that it took them like two to three days to um, break down this barricade. Like they were going to barricade or, you know, what is it? The, like a ramming post. Mm -hmm. it took them a couple of days to build it. They were building a ramming post to break down the wall. Well, finally this woman comes out and she's like, Hey, <laughs> Hey, you army guy, um, what are you doing? And they weren't like, Hey woman, get away. Um, they, he said, woman, what do you need? And she's like, we're the good guys. Like we've, we've been around and we've been a supporter of David. We've been allies to you from the beginning of time. And so he said, uh, she goes, what are you here for? What do you need? And they said, well, we're really just trying to find this bad guy can you help us find him? And so she's like, yes, as a matter of fact, I'll go in and talk to all the village people and we'll find him. And when we do, we'll chop his head off and throw it over the wall. And then you'll know the victory has been won. And I'm reading this and I'm like, this girl was like fearless. And I'm like, don't go chopping people's heads off. But it, it speaks to me about like, she rose up and she did what was necessary and she didn't let anything stop her. And like, sometimes we have to chop the head of fear off. <laughs> mm -hmm. So my point is there's so many stories in scripture where there, what I saw was limitless potential with femininity. And it's the same thing with masculinity. Like God has roles for each of us and it's okay for women to be mothers and wives and business owners. And, and it's, and it's wonderful for men to be masculine and fighting. And like, I let my boys wrestle and like beat each other up. And, um, so anyway, I started the her effect out of this desire to activate and unlock women in their full potential, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship. But we have the seven pillars of a woman and one of them is entrepreneur, you know? And, um, so I really want to take the woman who's hungry and say, what is it that God is calling you to do? What is it that makes you come alive? We are going to surround you and equip you and activate you so that you can accomplish it and um, and get after it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Jamie, can you do something for me? I don't want to put you on the spot, but uh, and I hope it's okay. Can I ask you to just pray for all of our business people watching? Mm -hmm. There's such a grace on your life, on your family. And, and I've met your husband, amazing guy. You know, you, you can see this is not just you. This is a family. This is mm -hmm. a community. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you, there's people watching this right now that, uh, especially with some of our followers and viewers, they, they love the story of ministry uh, that, that, uh, that we get to do every day around the globe. And yet they, they stay at home uh, and they, they feel that tension. You know, I want to go, but I'm here. Uh, could you just, could you just pray for them and pray for 
their businesses, if you don't mind, like whatever you feel, but could you just bless our people watching? Yes, I would be honored. (laughs) Father, we thank you for your people. We thank you that you have given us all dreams and vision. And we know that without a vision, the people perish. Father, you said that you would bless the work of our hands. And you said that you would supply all of our needs according to your glorious riches. And Father, we know that you are, that everything is found in relationship with you. And I would just speak a special grace to hear your voice with every person, every entrepreneur here every person who is desiring more and to tap into the dream that you've put in their heart. Father, awaken them to your life, to life in Christ. Awaken them to being filled and empowered by your Holy Spirit. Awaken them to wisdom. Father, pour your wisdom out. Wisdom Mm -hmm. is the principal thing. God, surround your people with iron. So as iron is sharpening iron, that people would not be lacking powerful relationships to spur them on towards love and good deeds. Father, I pray that the word would come alive to every single person here, Mm -hmm. that they would find your wisdom and revelation in your word. And that as you're speaking to them, the word and those stories would come to life and they would see themselves operating practically on this earth in those spiritual principles. Father, just I pray blessing and an outpouring of revelation and wisdom and God-given ideas so that people, that your people could begin to take this world back and um, and walk in fullness and taking all that is theirs to, to take, Father. We just thank you for everything that you've done for us. We thank you for who you are. We just worship you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Uh, Jamie, as you were praying, I... I, I and I wanted to mention this, it came back to my mind that right now on the missions field, um, many nations are kicking missionaries out and mm. they're welcoming businesses in. I have, there's a whole branch of a missions movement right now that all they are doing is becoming the best. It, well, uh, my buddy Andy Bird, who is one of the leaders of YWAM, they have a whole section of their ministry that's dedicated to CrossFit. And they have some of the top CrossFit trainers in the world. And they're actually going and being invited into closed nations to start CrossFit gyms. And so basically they're getting paid, invited. They're meeting with these communities, leaders that want to come in and get healthy. And they're spending that one-on-one time with them daily, ministering, basically developing a church and getting paid for it. (laughs) And and, and, uh, I just think there's something in this as, as the world is changing and as as we are adapting, you know, a hundred years ago, uh, you know, you'd sell everything and go. And now nations are saying, we don't want you to come, but we do want you to come and start businesses. It's not everywhere. And I'm not, for mm-hmm. all of you hardcore missionary people watching this, I'm not saying that it's the, it's the new way. I'm just saying God is doing a new thing. We always have to have those people that go and sell everything. And that will continue on. And I'll be the first one to do that. Um, but there are new ways and new strategies that the Lord is moving. And so f- for those of you who who have had this tension of business or ministry, I believe the Lord is doing something different in this mm-hmm. time and maybe in your life. And and some of those things, I also I also say this, Jamie, like we all, I, I actually don't need just people to hold babies. 
I need people that can manage finance. I need people, you know, like you give me a bookkeeper right now, a spirit filled (laughs) bookkeeper, like you're in, you're one of us, like, you you know, you pass go, you get $200. And so I just think, um, you know, it's hearing stories like yours, Jamie, and just getting to meet people like you who have that passion, that zeal, that drive, and that entire focus on, on the Lord. And uh, it's just so great. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, listen, follow Jamie on all the things, all the Instagram things and YouTube things, uh, and 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 uh, grab some of her stuff. It's spectacular. Um, you'll love it. I use it daily. And uh, yeah, reach out if if this has blessed you. Just send her a message on Instagram or or if 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 yeah, if this has touched you, just reach out to her. Let her know. Uh, I know we love getting encouraged in what we're doing. Uh, Jamie, you got to come and hang out sometime, girl. Okay. We got to, we got to get into my beehives. I need yeah. to listen. I, I don't know if it's legal, but I, I would love to, to get some of my bees out to you in Colorado, seed, oh seed your first hives. Uh, if it's a possibility, you, you probably want to stick with more local bees, but maybe just maybe we can, we, uh, we can do that. that. That would be such a great story. Lucy would be all over the story. Yeah. Uh, yes. Let's well, do it. I, I can make it happen. Colorado's not too far of a drive, and uh, I, I'm also a, a hunter, so Colorado is like uh, the place to be. So you just say when, and I'll like buy the hives and pay your gas and all the things. <laughs> we'll we'll figure out a way, but I would love I would love to. You know what you know what they do. You people sh- ship queens all over the world. I can give you one of my queens, and uh, and I even if I can't drive, I'll, I'll mail you a couple of queens. Okay. I don't know what to do with them. I need to like read some bee books. First thing you do is you squish them. No, you don't do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Listen, we'll, we'll, we'll teach you. We'll teach you yeah. all that you need to know, or yeah. maybe get you started. I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, but, uh, it's a fun little journey and, uh, yeah, it's been a blessing. And part of it, I've actually grown, gotten to know you because of it. So, uh, I really, I really appreciate that. It's another, cool. that little hobby has led to, uh, actually, uh, getting to know you a little bit better than I'd say a random person that I just get to pray or prophesy over. Thank you. Yeah. That's so great. Oh, well, you're awesome, Jamie. Thank you for taking some time. Uh, yeah. Thank you everybody for watching. And uh, listen, if I know you like this one, if you don't, your heart's dead. Uh, but I know you liked it. And so, <laughs> and I know there's other people that need to hear this. I'm, I'm sure there's people that, um, yeah, have maybe forgotten their zeal. Uh, and send it, share this, just bless somebody with this. We don't ask for anything. We're not doing any of this for finance. This is entirely to bless you. So share it. I know, especially as people are hanging out during this COVID time, they got time, they're watching garbage. Why not watch this? Get inspired, get encouraged to start a business. And, uh, Jamie, you can keep working on me. Maybe we will, uh, we'll get something going here in the future. Yes, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> awesome. Well, bless you, Jamie. Thank you. And, uh, thank you for watching, uh, this episode of the Irish Global Green Room Quarantine Edition with my good friend, (laughs) Jamie Cross. Thank you. See you guys.